Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? Heyo, it's JD. Heyo, it's JD. It's always JD. Every single time without fail, now something like 180 times in a row. That's so many times. It's a hell of a record. I have a fucking hell of a record. I don't have perfect <laughs> attendance in anything else like that. No, Jeez absolutely please. not. Not even like jobs. God, no. No, like day two, I'm like, oh, I have a headache. I have to call yeah, in. I'm sorry. Go, I'm go home. I'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. And then you just never show up. You ghost them. That's that's professional tips with Michelle. Hello. Welcome no, to what you do. Family. What you do is the day you sign your job offer or the day after you sign your job offer, you call them back and tell them you got COVID. So you got to stay home for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Professional anyway. life hack with We Watch Shutter. <laughs> we watch Shutter and we watch our bank account dwindle because we can't hold a job. Oh, wait, wait well, one of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess to you that might seem like a personal attack, but it's just Oh, God, a, it's uh, not. No, that's, that's, not an, that's not an attack. That's just a reporting of the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Reporting <laughs> of the facts. No, JD actually just started a new job, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to bother you people with the details, but I'm in a good mood. We're having a good I'm time excited. tonight, right? Both of us have good stuff going on career-wise, and that yeah. career is not We Watch Shutter. We are losing money. Oh, actively yeah. losing money yeah. on this podcast, we just but we do it out of love. Pay for, we pay for everything out of pocket uh, to the tune of, oh, gosh, upwards of tens of dollars oh, a month. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, don't make me figure out how much money. No, I sent our fans just random items sometimes because uh, I'm like, you posted on our Facebook a lot last month. Do you want a thing? Shout out, awesome. John Humphreys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, so, yeah, uh, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, suitable flesh. Suitable is the uh, flesh. the Shutter original that we're talking about. Uh, yeah. directed by Joe Lynch, uh, written by Dennis Powley, uh, who, of course, some of you will remember as the fellow who also wrote the Stuart Gordon classics Reanimator and From Beyond. Uh, this actually was originally released on, like, video on demand, like, pay streaming back at the end of October, and I was super excited about it, so I watched it right away at that time. I'm pretty sure, if memory serves, Michelle, this was your first time seeing this movie finally, right? Yes. Yes, so, uh, it was. Yeah, this is going to be a fun discussion here. I did watch it again, obviously, to refresh my brain on everything. And, uh, uh, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on I know. suitable I'm flesh. I'm excited to hear them. I'm excited to hear yours too. Do you want to okay. did we look at the description on Shutter and IMDb and yeah. Wiki to see which one is is worth using? I happen to have the IMDb page up and I think it matches Shutter from what I remember. It's very short. I think it's good enough. Yeah, that's it, pretty it's good. Kind of strange for what we They know are different, the but movie. either one of them is worth doing. Hey, I got an idea. How about you read the IMDb one and then I'll read the Shutter one? And everybody will get a whole lot of uh, a, a good explanation from two different angles. Wow. Let's do it. The IMDb one says, Psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young patients who she later discovers is linked to an ancient curse. Suitable flesh. Suitable flesh. <laughs> and this is the quick summary from the Shudder website where you can watch this movie. 
Psychiatrist Elizabeth Derby becomes obsessed with helping a young patient suffering extreme personality disorder. Not a spoiler, it's the setup. But it leads her into occult danger as she tries to escape a horrific fate. Suitable flesh. Suitable flesh. That's what we're talking about today. That's a much better one. Foodable flesh. Well, okay. Have so a good Michelle, day, you want Yeah, that's that's what we do on this show. We tell you that we watched a movie, we read its brief description, and then we go. The we give you no thoughts. Bed. We we bring our thoughts <laughs> offline. We do want to hear each other's thoughts, but you can't hear them. Michelle, with us. you want to hear my thoughts? This is completely out of left yes. field, and it's just a total tangent, and it has nothing to do with this movie at all. But it has everything to do with this podcast. Oh. You're oh. wearing a, a t-shirt right now that has Chewbacca and mm-hmm. Yoda on it. And also yeah. some other Star Wars faces, but Chewbacca yep. and Yoda are at the top. But yep. the way your camera is cutting off, I keep like it comes in far enough. Not now, but when it's closer, there was there's a point there where for a while I can only see the top of Chewbacca's head, and every yeah. time I think it's Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> nope, I, I see it. Chewbacca now. Myers. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't why are Yoda and sound, Michael but... Myers on the same shirt? That's so weird. That's like oh, some fuck. strange, like, like red bubble bootleg or something. You get I that know. one off. Why T-Loo? are you playing the Cat in the Hat? This is such a weird role for you. So strange. Mike, Mike Myers. So strange. Mike anyway, Myers. Uh, Michelle, suitable flesh. Uh, this being yeah. your first time seeing it, spoiler-free thoughts, please. Okay, I always like to go into things blind. So I knew very little about this, despite you seeing it before. What I knew was that it had gotten a lot of buzz when it initially came out and then it just kind of dropped off as something I heard. And I had heard like a lot of people say it was good. I had not heard many people saying it was overwhelmingly fantastic. So I had like this idea in my head that like, oh, this is a decent movie. And I remember you were super hyped and then you watched it almost immediately when it was available for streaming and that you did it not dropped. Love Yeah, it. absolutely. Yep, yeah, you and, were so uh, excited. Actually- if you go back and listen to our uh, We Watch Stuff uh, no, uh, October 2023 episode that came out in early November, uh, we did discuss it just a little bit and my initial reactions to it. Uh, if you guys want to go back and check that out, plug, plug. Yes. And uh, after watching a little bit of this, I do have thoughts about what your previous thoughts were. And I do have thoughts about how they could be comparable to a second watch. And I have thoughts about that that we'll get into because I don't even Ooh. know how you felt the second time. But, Michelle's got thoughts about thoughts. That's thoughts about thoughts. She has meta thought. Um, yeah. So I didn't know anything. I, I had heard the word Lovecraft thrown around in regards to this movie, but that's it. Um, I didn't even look up who was involved in this movie except for Heather Graham. So uh, I turned it on today, especially after I found out I was coming in Shutter. Eventually, I just I shut everything off. I was like, I'm I'm gonna wait for the show and just watch this movie as is. So knowing nothing about this, hitting play and watching it, it felt so weird for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I could not decide what was going on, and I was so thrown off and I was like what the fuck is this music what is Heather Graham's acting this feels so I was so uncomfortable in a way that I didn't know if I was supposed to feel but then some shit kicks off and I went oh 
I get it. I'm on board. Um, once this movie tells you what it's supposed to be and you're not just floundering trying to figure out if your laughter is intentional or if it is uh, if it's supposed to be just wacky at times, uh, then it becomes pretty enjoyable. Um, didn't love the beginning because it, it doesn't establish it as uh, well as I would have liked. Once I discovered that it was a high quality homage to low quality movies. I enjoyed it. Didn't like the ending. That's typical in a horror movie. I'm going to go with a 3.75. You didn't like the ending of this. That's interesting uh, because mm. my reaction to Suitable Flesh is uh, uh, the very best part of this movie is the last 20 minutes. Uh, oh, the most I'm talking the interesting... last like, couple minutes. Okay. No, I like the entire finish. All Basically from... Okay. Uh, a specific point I'll mention in the spoilers section all the way to the end of the movie uh, is fantastic. But, like, they talk about how this is supposed to be an homage to Stuart Gordon's earlier films, right? Because Dennis Powley wrote those, uh, and it's supposed to, it's done in tribute to those, and people are constantly referencing Reanimator and From Beyond. And I feel like the last 20 minutes definitely reminded me very much of Stuart Gordon movies, Reanimator, and From Beyond. The last 20 and like the first five or whatever, you know, that whole part. But everything in between there, just the tone of it, it, uh, it frankly, it felt like a, a, like an early 90s late night cable TV, like, softcore Skinamax movie with some weird Lovecrafty vibes. <laughs> and like I, I, I guess that may be exactly what they were trying to do. I'm not certain. What I am certain of is that what I see people constantly saying they did, I didn't get that vibe from it at all. There again was a lot about this that I did like, but overall uh, it didn't really work for me. This one gets two out of five. Okay. Two skulls. Also, Michelle, I'm very disappointed that you didn't know anybody but Heather Graham was in this movie. There's also Barbara Crampton, and you should know everything Barbara Crampton does. She's not on the poster, so I didn't know she was Yes, she there. is. I'm looking right at it, Michelle. She's right there okay. in the middle, right underneath Heather Graham's When head. I look at that, and I glance long enough to go, ah, suitable flesh. I don't want to know anything about this movie. And I look away. I do not register that the woman in the bottom portion is uh anybody aside from heather graham holding a knife that's all i recognize it, it, otherwise if i studied this poster it would say reanimator and from beyond i didn't want to know that i just see I, that, I wanted minimal she, info she's right there in the middle looking like reese witherspoon's mom yep she absolutely <laughs> anyway she that's a spoiler free thing you didn't even consider the reese witherspoon's mom thing until i pointed it out now you're never going to be able to not see it oh yeah no absolutely <laughs> reese witherspoon's oh. mom uh I, I was gonna say she likes to fuck, but I don't think she fucked in this movie. She's one of the few. <laughs> who, uh, Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, you yeah. Uh, so, three point seven five from. Uh, uh, yeah, I said people fuck, but I didn't say who fucks. Uh, so I guess everybody maybe except mild to moderate spoilers. <laughs> uh, we're gonna uh, get into spoiler heavy uh, deep dive discussion here. So if you do want to see this one before. Uh, we uh, spoil a bunch of stuff. Uh, make sure you pause and then come back. Uh, and uh, yeah, anything from here on out that's spoiled for you is your fault. Michelle. Yeah. I honestly have been real excited about this 
this uh, 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 this is weird because we put this podcast together uh, to talk about cool horror movies and and sometimes horror movies that we feel weren't so cool uh, and just a love of horror movies. But uh, I gotta tell you, some days the only reason I find the motivation to continue this uh, uh, this bizarreness is because I know I'm gonna get to listen to Michelle. Uh, do a summary of the plot in detail, just random off the top of her head, and it's going to be freaking awesome. So please, Michelle, yeah. if you would. I'm so scared when you hype me up like that, because for the record, everybody, if you're not That's familiar, the whole reason I do it, because I'm trying to throw you off your game. Because <laughs> I'm an I'm already throwing off my game. <laughs> it was a thing I did, and then you started asking me to sum up plots on the spot, and I always forget that I'm supposed to do this, so I don't prepare. That's so why anyway, it's so good, <laughs> because you don't but prepare. Then you hype it up, but then you yeah. hype it up, and they're going to be like, oh man, let's hear what she wrote in very specific detail and curated to make No, she didn't funny. write any no, this of this. Is just, this is... This this she just goes. I'm just going to tell you what I remember I've from seen a couple it happen hours ago. I've seen it happen enough times just in person. You can take my word for it or not. But anyway, go ahead, <laughs> Michelle. Okay, Suitable Flesh. Um, I don't remember exactly how this movie starts, but Heather Graham's there. She's a psychiatrist. And guess what? Felicity Shagwell, she shags well. She has sex with her husband. I remember that from the beginning. And then she uh, has a guy who shows up and he has schizoaffective disorder or something along those lines. And he transforms into a handsome, confident man. And she's like, wow, clearly that guy's mentally uh, not well because he suddenly has the confidence of a 40-year-old business owner. So I should probably become obsessed with him. And so when she's having sex with her husband, she's thinking about this other guy who seemed... He looked very young and that made me uncomfortable. Like he's like your son's age. Like I, I'm okay with an age gap, but he's like baby face. It, it, I was like, why would you immediately be attracted to this man? But I guess like, you know, confidence can sell you on anything. That's a tip. You guys, if you are going into your psychiatrist's uh, uh, office and you're like, oh my God, my dad, he's trying to kill me by taking over my body. She's going to be like, I'm not into this unless you're paying me for an hour a week to listen to your problems. And then if you're like, haha, bitch, I'm fine now. She's like, oh my God, I need you immediately. That is a life dating tip from Michelle at We Watch Shutter. Um, so yeah, so she, uh, she's like, I got to help this guy because he seems kind of weird. And then she goes to his house and she meets his dad and his dad's also kind of weird. And then his dad's dead at some point. And then she has sex with him in front of the dad's corpse. And then uh, all of a sudden she's all crickety crackety. And now she is in the boy's body and the boy is in her body in more ways than one. And then she switches back and uh, the dad dies. And now this or yes, dad dies. Yes, it's Asa remaining. Okay, I got confused. There's so much body swapping. Um, and then he tries to take over her body a couple more times, and that's when the movie gets really good because seeing Heather Graham play a man uh discovering what a clitoris is from the woman's perspective is really, really great. Um, and so uh that happens a couple times, and then she's like, I can't let this guy take over my body, no matter how good his dick is. Um, and then she tries to kill him and then they swap bodies and now she's in an asylum and she's the one who's almost dead and now he's in her body and then uh, she's still alive for some reason and then her friend's a psychiatrist and now she's there and then they're swapping bodies a whole bunch more and then I don't fucking know it made sense at the time but trying to recap it is like I could 
I could tell you what's happening, but as I'm telling you about it, I'm getting bored. So I just don't care. Here's what happens at the end. The dad is dead. The husband is a widow. Uh, Heather Graham is also dead. Uh, No. Yes. Heather Graham is dead. Her best friend's psychiatrist is alive, but a man inside. And no, we are not going to make transgender jokes here. I did have some feelings when uh, the dude said that maybe he was a woman all along because, like, come on, if anybody's given the option to have a clitoris, you're going to do it. Um, And so... (laughs) And so then, like, everybody's dead except the the psychiatrist friend who is Barbara. And then um, now she's uh, got the demon in her. I don't fucking know. It was fun to watch at the time, but just explaining it, I feel like when I'm recapping my day and it's something I was really excited about, I'm like, yeah, then I went to the store and bananas were on sale. So then I bought seven bananas and then I'm trying to tell you about my store, my grocery store trip. And as I'm telling you I'm so committed to the story but I realized halfway through it was a mistake to ever start telling you about it suitable flesh 2023 an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> yeah that uh I bored myself trying it. to explain it uh it's uh look I frankly I feel like the the the, the way that uh, rolled through uh kind of very accurately reflects exactly the the weird cadence of this movie. Uh Heather Graham by the way, uh 31 years older than uh Judah Lewis who who played uh Asa. Uh Judah Lewis uh is uh, 22 years old at the time this movie was released. Do you know where else you might know Judah Lewis from, uh, Michelle? I didn't know this until just now when I looked him up. Well, I do have to quickly say that I'm okay with an age gap, but somebody who is 31 years older than a 22-year-old, you're not going to have anything in common with them, and I think that's why it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I'm no, in my 30s, does... and I don't want to hang out with somebody in their early 20s, let alone yeah. have a sexual relationship with them. It just it makes me uncomfortable. Like, you guys, if it's just for the dick, go for it. You're adults. Do what you want. But like, And, and also, <sighs> just to be clear, uh, for 53 years old, Heather Graham looks fucking fantastic. But, uh, no, I was like, when I She's discovered this... age, and that is very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean barbara crampton is i think uh 61 which is just a few years uh younger than my mom and well there's there's a big difference there too i love my mama but anyway she's 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 been through some rough days and she's quite aged uh anyway no this blew me away because i didn't realize it until just now uh this guy judah lewis he played the the main uh character kid cole in the babysitter and the babysitter killer queen uh, yes, on we've Netflix. seen him even younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, wow, this is a completely different role like, for him. Oh, you are very, <laughs> very young. Yeah, he's he, he's a good, anyway, uh, yeah. so. No uh, issues yeah. if you, I, I have a very special close person in my life who is probably that same age difference, but they are both people much further along in life. You guys are not <laughs> 22 and 50. That would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, Unless it's for so, the deck, then go for it. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the movie, by the way, you couldn't remember how it starts, uh, but it, it opens with uh, uh, Heather Graham's character, uh, Elizabeth Darby. Was that her name? Felicity Shagwell. Uh, I'm sorry, say again? Felicity Shagwell. No. Oh. <laughs> Austin <laughs> no, it's Powers. Doc- it's the perfect like reference to her past work because if there's anything Felicity Shagwell does, it's 
she shags well. And every time I see Heather Graham, all I can see is Austin Powers and From Hell. So watching this is such a weird. I'm like, oh, just more sex stuff, huh, Heather? Yeah, that's uh, no but, hate uh, at all. So, you do you, girl. Yeah. So it starts with uh, uh, with the coroner and and uh, right. Doctor Daniela Upton looking at a, a cool shot, actually, that you're from inside a body bag and it zips open in front of you, and they say some random things. Uh, and then uh, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Derby, a.k.a. Heather Graham, is in, like, a padded room in a mental hospital. And Dr. Daniela Upton uh, is a friend of hers, and she goes to talk to her. And then the bulk of this movie is, uh, like, a flashback of the one, like, the Heather Graham telling Barbara Crampton what was going on. And that whole chunk of this movie... Uh, like I said it in the in the spoiler free section because it's true. like this like people keep saying like I've even seen other reviews of people like oh this felt so much like reanimator or this felt so much like from beyond this feels to me to me I'm just being honest this felt like HP Lovecraft's red shoe diaries right like this is this was this was a a, a skinamax sci-fi horror movie and it was just like, there's so much about it that makes me understand that I think that's exactly what they meant to do. But I... I May I respond? Because I please got... Please do. Going into this, knowing nothing about who was involved or what they were intending to do. And when I had my aha moment of this is what they're trying to be, my aha moment the thing that I was like, oh, this is clearly what they're trying to be is not what they were trying to be, but they nailed the thing that the, I thought they were trying to be. And that's very similar where I went, oh, this is trying to be a made-for-TV lifetime thriller. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think it's, either way it's that perfectly nails it. vibe. Exactly. Yeah, it, like, I was like, feels... oh, this is a high-quality lifetime killer movie but like on a higher scale because we're telling this story in modern times so you gotta add a lot more bone it makes sense the only reason i i I went to the the skinamax level is the the very obvious heavy uh somewhat graphic sexual content you know uh because i figure that's just like lifetime but spicy people be fucking in this movie michelle (laughs) And uh, and in some very weird ways, there's a sequence in this where uh, the weird demon creature is possessing Dr. Elizabeth Derby and she's having sex with her husband, Edward Derby. And yep. she like starts cutting him and just like, what, does he just fucking discover out of nowhere that he's into knife play all of a sudden? Like he's gone Apparently. his whole life until now? No, there's no fucking way. That guy's been into knives since the day they were married and she's just never known and he's somehow never managed to tell. Can you imagine being like however many years into a marriage and then one day you discover your husband wants you to cut him while you fuck <laughs> like that seems like some shit you should know early on that's some shit you should know before you ever marry somebody <laughs> maybe he didn't know he caught himself while making dinner the other night and he was like oh oh no it's just, and it's it's just so... a happy coincidence so much fucking, so much fucking. In fact, guys, here uh, I should probably mention, uh, you're going to want to make sure you stay through to the very end of the episode today. Yes, if you don't normally, you know, if you're a regular there. and you don't normally listen to the to the out at the end because you know all that stuff. 
please make sure you stay and I'll tell you why and and this is all I'm going to say about it uh because I had seen this movie once before uh and because I'm sometimes into really weird awkward shit uh I had my mom watch this movie with me <laughs> and uh anyway just listen all the way through the end of the episode do you have any idea how really awkward it is to be a 43 year old man watching a a, a sci-fi horror fuck fest with your mother <laughs> so I don't strange. but maybe we should uh suitable flush it and swap and I'll get to experience that myself and be like oh, oh man this does feel nice uh, <laughs> like, like, like this even like there's even the whole thing where like normally it takes a, a special magic spell for this thing to jump from one body to the next but apparently also there's an alternative route which is where you just like make him come and he's in you now yeah it's like what the i fuck? was wondering did they say the words the first time or was no she just he, lost he ejaculated in the demon into heather graham that's what i thought because i was like which oh, also actually that's that's more accurate than i even realized because when the demon in heather graham bangs the uh, her husband edward derby who likes to be cut apparently it doesn't go into him so very literally what happened there is that guy uh, came the devil in Heather Graham. <laughs> oh my God, I almost said something so explicit that I can't even say it without blushing. So Make you, make you feel like that Kuso movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, well, I've had some orgasms that made me feel possessed. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, but please, that's not... That's I, hilarious I know, like, to me, Michelle. Here's what saying, I say. Like, yeah, I get that. I just, Speaking in tongues. <laughs> I just said he came the devil into her, and you felt yeah. shy about I've had good orgasms. That's so yeah. weird. Listen, oh, female so pleasure people. is not allowed. We know that. Oh. That's partially why I like this movie. Speaking of, when it really clicked, because I figured out, like, oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do, and thank God they have that that moment where he holds up the head and the head says whatever it did i like help me this sucks <laughs> um like whatever the head said while spewing blood i went okay you are being silly this confirms it great but getting to see heather graham transform into the demon inside her oh, and then judah lewis with uh now the doctor i just fucking forgot her name elizabeth heather Graham's. Derby. thank you elizabeth um, so seeing uh, Judah Lewis as Elizabeth uh, and then Heather Graham as Demon Man, that switch, the way that they swap characters is so nice because up until that oh, yeah. point, I was like, Heather Graham, what the fuck are you doing? I don't like this character choice. I'm kind of bored. She's so meek and she's deliberately not acting well. And I was like, I know you're trying to like not give me a stellar performance, but I'm not enjoying it. And I think then when that swap happens to the other yes. characters, I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's why. Because we had because... to see this dynamic. It's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I actually was watching this uh, tonight, not just with mom, but also uh, on uh, on speakerphone uh, with my good friend Kevin from DC, who joined us way back on that episode for the Seed about a year or so ago, uh, and we were checking this because we're both huge Stuart Gordon fans, uh, and it was <laughs> at that moment we started talking about uh, uh, Heather Graham's acting and how she just like, man, that demon gets into her and she just starts chewing scenery, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, so. Definitely, she was trying to to provide some sort of contrast before you knew that there was going to be contrast. And then once you see the contrast, it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. she's got to be 
uh, Heather Graham has to be Elizabeth Derby. She has to be the demon. And then she has to also be Daniela Upton. Asa Waite mm-hmm. has to be the demon and Asa Waite and Heather Graham. Barbara Crampton has to be Daniela Upton and Elizabeth Derby and the demon. These guys all had to switch between multiple performances. And I got—I I have nothing against their crap. Again, I want to be clear. Like, this is very much a case of just that it just wasn't, it didn't work for me. I can recognize that there's a lot of really great work going on here, right? These people were definitely mm-hmm. committed to this and they meant, uh, they, they, they were, you know, there's solid performances all over this thing. Bruce Davison is great. It's uh, and and there are moments that I love when he when dude gets his head cut off and there's just fucking blood flying everywhere. That first real moment of splatter and violence. It's far enough into the movie that it really took me by surprise. I was like, man, are we ever going to get to anything here? And then and then, of course, like I said, that last 20 minutes, uh, everything from. When uh, uh, Demon Asa falls out of the window and splatters on the concrete below. Everything from there forward. With that fucking sequence where she's slamming into him with the car and you're just watching it on the rearview mirror backup camera and you just watch him get fucking splattered like three or four times. Fucking brilliant. And then the tone completely shifts when it comes back to... Uh, out of the flashback and we're now in the real situation everything from there is exactly what I was hoping this whole movie was gonna be and just the tone of that whole flashback storytelling session it just I, I just couldn't get my head around it it kept breaking my suspension of disbelief and I just couldn't get completely carried away uh it's not the movie's fault it's not anybody's fault it just it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I love the ending segment. I just don't like the way that they reveal that Barbara is now demon man forever. Cause it wasn't shocking at all. Like from the moment you hear that narration, it's, Oh yeah. Okay. So she's the demon, but the way that they play it off, it almost makes it seem like at the very end, that's when you're supposed to know for sure. But these are great actors and the demon guy is never pretending to be anybody else outside of just being like, yeah, man, that's what happened just to like keep his cover. He's not trying to become these people. So they stay true to that character in that way. Like he doesn't feel compelled to figure out what her mannerisms were. So it's clearly still him. And so then I was like, well, that's not a reveal. And it felt like at the end like that. Oh, no, it definitely was him. It was like, yeah, we knew that from the second the narration started. So that was kind of my only complaint of like, uh, I wish that had been a little disguised. So at the end, it would be like, oh, shit. But instead, we have kind of like this not long conversation, but a conversation that didn't really feel necessary because it's like, oh, yeah. So she just took over. Yeah, we get it. We know we you don't need to have just give us 30 seconds i know i get it demon yeah. the demons in her now well get it. here's here's how i would have done that is is not entirely different from what they do because then the last thing you see uh is uh dr daniela upton in the body of dr elizabeth derby in a padded cell screaming i'm daniela upton mm-hmm. i think what you do is, uh, you know, when you, 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 I think it goes to black and then comes back up and there's, uh, 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 Edward is going into Daniela's office or in her office talking to him. I think you don't do that. You cut to something and you do the Heather Graham scene in the padded cell first. 
you just show mm-hmm. that to her and then like maybe you pull the camera out and you come out through the window of the cell door and Dr. Daniela Upton is standing there. She has a quick exchange with somebody and then just turns around and starts to walk away and she pulls out that vape or she pulls out a cigarette and then you just exactly. cut to black and roll the credits. I think that would have played a little bit better. The only other yep. thing, uh, there's one thing that I thought was about to happen in that ending sequence that didn't happen and I feel like it would have been so cool because uh, uh, Heather Graham, possessed by the demon, has the pistol and she's pointing it at the, the security guard uh, and, and Dr. Upton. Uh, and it's like she's getting ready to or, or uh, it's demon and Dr. Upton rather. And it's Heather Graham just herself. And she's getting ready to shoot because she wants to kill Dr. Upton with the demon in her. But the security guard won't get out of the way. And then do- the demon and Dr. Upton starts doing the chant spell. And it's like this race, right? And she pulls the trigger just as he finishes the spell. And I thought yep. what was going to yep. happen is this fucking crazy moment where Elizabeth Derby is in her own body and she fires the gun. And the instant she fires the gun, yep. she transfers to the body of Daniela Upton and eats her own bullet. That would have been wild uh that's but it exactly didn't quite what i thought was going to happen it, too uh, which is probably uh, why they didn't but god that would have been cool right i mean you don't you obviously you don't get to the end uh where you have the scene with uh uh upton in the uh uh in heather graham's body in the padded cell yeah but uh, uh i thought that would have been kind of cool uh i definitely I get it there that. are th- there are a lot of things in this that are obvious homages uh to uh, especially Reanimator, uh, that whole uh, uh, morgue setup is all straight out of you know Reanimator. Uh, the uh, the African American security guard, right out of Reanimator. You know things happening in the morgue, dude getting his head cut off. All of that. You, you know how deep the references to Reanimator are in this, Michelle. It was about halfway through the movie when they really started focusing on Dr. Daniela Upton. When it dawned on me. The glasses that Dr. Daniela Upton wears in this movie are the same glasses that Dr. Herbert West wears in Reanimator. They're I the same that glasses. I appreciate every time you call her Dr. Daniela Upton um, because she has a PhD, goddammit, and you will respect her. Well, I mean, it's uh, somebody she put a lot of effort into her life, man. She yeah. did some shit. I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. Right? But... Uh, uh, yeah, I just, I was like, it, it was actually like a moment, right? Like I was, I was, cause I didn't catch it the first time around and I was sitting there watching it and where it came from is it just hit me, man, like, like she's kind of stylish, but then she's wearing these really like weird dorky nerd glass. Oh my God. And I ran to Google and I image searched it and I was like, it's the same fucking glasses that Herbert West wears in Reanimator. I thought that was cool. I mean, I certainly appreciate that. You know, like I said, when they get to the fucking, like, I I just wish the whole movie had felt more like the last 20 minutes is really the, the ultimate summary of my outlook on this. Yeah, and I just could have... Uh... Respect it, but didn't enjoy it so much. <laughs> I, I just would have liked some way to signal to those of us who had no idea 
what the concept of the movie was. And because, I mean, even IMDb does not list comedy anywhere. So even if I had gone to the IMDb page, which I've glanced at multiple times, just, you know, keep it on my watch list of when the movie's coming out. Like, there's nothing in here that would indicate this is not supposed to be taken 100% seriously. And the I think the big thing that they rely on to really start giving you glimpses of that is the absurd old style music that like oh, yeah. the heavy jazz all of well, that it's also... but because i don't know anything outside of that the music just feels like a weird weird choice right and there are other little things like that as well like everything in uh in dr elizabeth derby's office they go out of their way to show you that open window on the one wall because they also go out of their way to make it very clear that it's either a just a super low budget matte painting or green screen insert behind her this is all studio done or at least a lot of it is uh they they really and that's why i feel like again this is what they intended to do and they were very successful at what they intended to do so i can't fault the movie at all uh but uh it, it just <laughs> fucking wild it was uh the, the stuff I loved, I, I really, really loved. I was going to ask, um, so the first time that you saw it, obviously it's something that you were really hyped for. You're a big Lovecraft oh, you, guy. Well, You're a here's big the thing. Fan. This is something that I want to mention. The reason I was expecting what I was expecting is if you go back and watch the trailer for this, the vast majority of what is in the trailer is like stuff from that last 20 minutes and the other elements are just kind of montaged in so it's really hard to pick up on the tone of what the most of the movie was going to be so i it just was a left field haymaker for me well then i have two things to say because first off since you mentioned it the promo the image i kept seeing from this was heather graham at the end when she is possessed by demon man who does he ever Ste have a, a name? Just nope. demon guy. Well, yeah. I was gonna say he's just like bad guy, bad bad evil no no guy. Um, right. but it's her when she's given that smirk and she holds the gun. That's yep. the promo image I kept seeing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yep, and that fucking sucks. I hate that they do that. They take one of the most pivotal moments at the end because yeah, I had that so ingrained. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had it so ingrained in my head. So I was like, clearly she's not going to die. Clearly we're nowhere near the end because whatever that image is that everybody keeps seeing we uh, seen on all the promo images, I haven't seen that exact shot yet. And so that's, I just, I fucking, I want to have some words with whoever's in charge of marketing because it's a common thing. It's not just this movie. They take the yeah, pivotal moment I and I know they want to hype it up, but God trailers. damn it. I didn't watch a trailer ever. No, that's I, that, I believe. Yeah, that's this. that's the whole yeah. thing is I'm saying that's why I go out of my way now because yeah. so many trailers have ruined so many it. movies. I don't know why yeah. they do that. It's so frustrating. I can understand uh, being too close to the subject matter and therefore putting together something and being like, oh, that's not a spoiler because you were there for it and you well, see it and you're like, it's just a cool moment. But you need to get feedback from people who are not too close to the subject. I was going to say I within think, the first 15 minutes. I, I, I imagine a lot of this might actually be situations where uh, the producers are hiring out the trailer work to somebody who's not the filmmaker, like they're giving it to some sort of marketing person or whatever. And I often wonder, like, especially on, on low-budget films like this, look, Steven Spielberg definitely approves the trailers for his movies, right? But I wonder if Joe Lynch had any say whatsoever 
in the production of the of the promo trailers for this movie because he's look this guy's a filmmaker right there's stuff in this that's clearly meant to be like reveals and moments and you have to think there's no way this guy is going to want the want to spoil those even those visual moments right uh so i do wonder how much of it is just marketing people who suck yeah that's right marketers that's, actually, that's an incredible way to put it because yeah they their job is to get people to watch the movie they don't right. care if people like the movie absolutely yeah their the job is trying to get to you to buy a ticket us. yeah yeah um, but then my other thing that I want to, to say is that um, I know you uh, had been super hyped for this film and then you were disappointed. Did the time that passed and now knowing what you were going to get into before watching it the second time, did you feel any difference towards it yeah. in that regard or did you feel kind of the same? Uh, no, I, I think uh, having been through the initial experience uh, and knowing now what I was coming into, it's the, those parts of it still didn't work for me, but I was able to put that aside and appreciate the parts that I did appreciate more. Uh, look, I mean, obviously this was still only a two out of five experience for me, I, I, you know, uh, but again, it's, it's, uh, it just wasn't the movie for me. I think if you had asked me back in, in November when I, after I had first seen this, uh, this might have been a one. Uh, it might have been less than a one. I was so just like spun by what I got versus what I was expecting. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely was able to appreciate those moments a little bit more. And again, I feel like this is a movie where if it had just it's a great story. If it had just been told a little differently for my taste, I probably would have really enjoyed it a whole lot more. I was curious because since we have been doing this podcast for a while, I like hearing um, things that we have talked about in the past and getting to rewatch them. For because, sure. Because uh, this is a big one um, that I remember for you. Uh, one that happened recently for me was I did not like Possessor the first time I saw it because I knew very little except everybody was like, oh, shit, this movie is so great. So I had this image in my head of like, this is going to be the best experience. And then it's weird. I didn't like it. But then after giving it time and you talking about it on one of our recap episodes, I went back to watch it and really enjoyed it the second time. And then also, this is probably going to be like the seventh episode in the history of our podcast where I mentioned the word Skinamarink. But like you felt differently <laughs> about heck right. uh, yeah. when we covered that later. So it, it's just interesting to me when we get to revisit and be like, now that time has passed, how have we changed? And what are the factors yeah. in how our opinion has changed? Yeah, I think uh, I think the first time I saw heck, it was just a little too close in proximity to Skinamarink and then again we had some distance that's exactly the thing right yep. you have some you're like, distance oh, I really like this part and I was like I do I specifically remember in the episode you saying that was a cheap gimmick that you hated so it was just so interesting <laughs> I, I like I like hearing how thoughts change and we evolve sure. as humans I'm evolving but back I uh, uh yeah that's definitely a, that, that's a big reason a lot of the time why like, there's not a lot of the movies that we've watched in the the course of this podcast that, uh, like, like I'm not sure there's a single 
Shutter exclusive or original release we've covered that I gave five skulls to that I've gone back and watched a second time except Mad God. And a lot oh. of it is, I got to be honest, we, we, I, we watch so much content now and I'm talking about so many things that a lot of it is I'm, I'm a little worried that I'm going to go back and watch them and they're going to be not as enjoyable as I remember. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to spoil my memories, right? But uh, well, we'll see. Out of curiosity, I did pull up our website and listener, if you want to go see any movies that we have given five skulls to, you can find them all at wewatchshutter.com in the five skull movies section. We have at the top uh, the list of every movie that we have both given five skulls to, and then at the bottom, movies that only one of us gave five skulls to, and then you can see the difference. Um, several of these I have gone back and rewatched, uh, and the ones that held up. Um, that you might be able to revisit someday. Mad God, obviously, one of the greatest movies of all time. So fucking uh, great. Tigers Are Not Afraid, When Evil Lurks, Color Out of Space, all of those we both oh, yeah. gave so, five, and 100% I've watched multiple times and have been five skills every time. Yeah, Color, color Out of Space, oh, I, I, I think I've seen Color Out of Space three times. Yeah, so there's uh, some of these that, yeah, that there's... hold up. I am also afraid to go back and watch resurrection um and birth rebirth because god those are five skulls and i also want to hold on to like the god it's so good and a big part of it is not knowing what's going to happen so i'm going to lose that on the second time it's not going to be a five skull but god it was a five skull the first time for both of those yeah. and this is guar is just a great fucking documentary and i love oh god and so what a great story on late like yeah. a crazy story on so many levels really super good now I'm just going to oh. mention every movie that we have ever watched on this podcast, starting now. Okay. We oh, are no, wait. On stop. Episode stop. 181, starting from the last episode. <laughs> stop. Stop. Also, by the way, oh, though, okay. as long as Michelle's talking about the, the Five Skull Movies section on our website, also at the website, uh, we have our ghoul blog oh, where ghoul blog. at the beginning of January, I started doing a, a, a weekly uh, column. I don't know if, you, if they still call them that when it's on a blog, uh, but it's called JD Watches Tubi. Uh, Tubi is a free ad-supported streaming service. They started putting out a whole bunch of original uh, produced content a couple of years ago, and a lot of it is horror stuff. I put out and surprisingly uh, good out of nowhere. Of I made so guys, much fun of Tubi. Look, I laughed at them so hard. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was just such a silly thing. Well, the big thing about Tubi, it really blew up when I think Fox owns it, Fox Corporation. They came in and bought it from the original people, and it's become a whole thing. Uh, in fact, uh, but anyway, check out that blog. I've got uh, uh, three uh, reviews up there so far. The fourth one is coming up. This it'll drop uh, a, a Monday morning. Uh, it's about the. You're gonna make them wait that long? It's it's every Monday, Michelle. That's when the blog is scheduled every Monday. God, but it's uh, I don't want to wait, and I've even read it already. <laughs> it's uh, it's my review of the most recent Adams Family film, uh, Where the Devil Roams. You may remember the Adams Family from Hellblazer, a Shutter original from early twenty twenty two. The new uh, Netflix original series. I'm sorry, what? Adams Family. Uh, Wednesday. Oh. Every time you say Adams Family, I'm like. I, I no, know exactly what's happening. who we're talking about yeah. for fans, and every single fucking time I think Morticia and Gomez. I no, can't, your, I can't your stop joke it. was just so many times I can't help it. Your joke was just too subtle for my my medically slowed mind. Uh, no, it's no. just so fucking dumb that nobody else followed along for the adventure. And you know what? That's on me. 
Anyway, <laughs> proceed. Uh, but no, they. Uh, uh, guys, as uh, <laughs> that's a great fucking movie. You should go check that out on Tubi. Uh, but anyway, check out the Ghoul blog. We're talking about all sorts of cool things. Michelle, you what? Did you go back and actually focus and watch the movie like you said you were going to do last night? To be fair, I did focus the first time, but my mind kept wandering trying to piece together what the okay. fuck I was watching. Okay, I may have misunderstood. Yeah, I get you. I see yeah. what you're saying. No, I was focused, but like I now that I know what I was watching, watching it a second time and not trying to figure out where it's going to go, that's what I'm looking forward to because uh, you said you had to take a break partway through and I did I not had to take, take that a break, break so I, 10 yeah. minutes in just to catch my breath and reorient myself okay I don't want to spoil the review it's a real positive review yeah. guys it's gonna be also <laughs> maybe go check out the movie uh, before it comes out maybe wait till it comes out uh, we'll talk about it more. Just go watch it right now, and then watch it a second time so that you can have some. I might some go time watch it again right now. It's it's. I'm I was, probably going to anyway. do that. All oh, right. That so, does mean I have to postpone watching Human Centipede too, though, and I've been really looking forward to that. Uh, you might be the only person in the world uh, that I would let say I've been really looking forward to the Human Centipede too, and not immediately write them out of my life. <laughs> the full sequence or the complete sequence box. Oh, I've set, se- I, I mean, I've seen them I'm all. So Oh, I know. I'm God. just saying I just bought them in a collector's edition box set. And I'm very Why excited. would you do that to yourself, Michelle? Oh, that's a whole story that we don't <laughs> have to get into right now. I'll save I'll it for the recap. I have thoughts about the human centipede, and I will subject everybody to them at the end of the month. Fair enough. Guys, again, don't make, sh- make sure you stay all the way through the end of the episode. we got some special bonus content coming your way. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, just a word of warning, do not show up to a German doctor's house because your car broke down and then get drugged and turned into a human centipede. Just if you had that on your list of to-do things, cross that off. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, just to be safe, just don't ever leave your home ever again. Ugh. Unless you move to Korea. Anyway. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. For more horror content, visit WeWatchShudder.com, where you'll find our world-famous, patent-pending ghoul blog and squelch files, as well as a schedule of upcoming episodes. Find us on social media, at WeWatchShudder on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I guess Twitter, if you're still doing that for whatever reason. You can email us, mail at WeWatchShudder.com is the address, mail at WeWatchShudder.com. You can even call and leave us a voicemail, 701-566-9510. No, really, 701-566-9510. Give it a shot, see what happens. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media. So, Mom, we were just watching Suitable Flesh. What did you think of that movie? It's stupid. What was it? Why, why was it stupid? Well, people going into other people's bodies and having sex all the time. <laughs> Every time he turned around, they were having sex. <laughs> and that was, that's stupid? Yes, it is. What did you think about that guy getting his head cut off? That was gross. What was, what was the question you asked me when that, when that scene got done? How did she get out of the house with no blood on her? That's a great question!